What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Amatelic DIS podcast with your host, George Shirley. Jai Shields got a good show here for you on this Saturday, May the, excuse me, June the 12th, the year 2021. Uh, give you all the happenings from the last few days as far as the NBA playoffs are concerned. Give you uh, my two cents on Montez Sweat and Anthony Rizzo uh, and, and their sheer stupidity as far as this coronavirus vaccine is concerned. And I give you my two cents on the NFL. Uh, whose eyes are getting bigger than his stomach? The greedy, the greedy ass gluttons that that league is uh, trying to put NFL games in Germany with the added extra game, which I can't stand. That, that I've made uh, that I've made it known ad infinitum with no extra bye week. I would give you my two cents and give the NFL a, cho- a few choice words later in the program. But where we begin uh, here, but where we begin here. On this Saturday program, and nice, nice uh, to have you with us here this weekend. Is the NBA playoffs uh, between, and we'll start with uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks in their game on Thursday, Game Three, uh, in which the in which the Bucks heading into Game Three were as dead as a doornail, flat as a pancake, had no heart, no effort. No, uh, no toughness, no grit, no scrap, no nothing. They were dead man walking and were on the verge of getting swept uh, in four games. I picked the Nets prior to the series starting. I believe I had the Nets in either five or six, but I knew that the Nets were the better team outright. The reason why I didn't pick the Nets to sweep is because they're the Brooklyn Nets. You know, the those you know. Irving, Irving, you know, takes days off to go to birthday parties and takes days off because he just straight up doesn't feel like going into work, uh, you know. And, and uh, James Harden, he plays every night. He's injured. I didn't see that coming. And then you, and then the third player, Kevin, and then Kevin Durant, he load manages too. Those three haven't played with each other a whole hell of a lot uh, throughout this 2020-2021 NBA season. And I said, you know what, the Bucks are going to get a, a game or two simply, simply because within a within a you know a eight a eight a seven eight day period, there are going to be some games where the Brooklyn Nets just straight up they they straight up take a night off. You know, and and they just don't bother to show up, and they just don't, and they just they just have an off night, and a broken clock is right twice a day. So the Milwaukee Bucks, by default, are just going to get a game. I mean, Tatum went off for that. I think it was either forty or fifty. It slips my mind. Two weeks ago, uh, two Fridays ago, on the twenty eighth of May, uh, at at home against Brooklyn, in which again Brooklyn took a night off, and uh, and Boston ended up salvaging at least one game in that best of seven series in the opening round. But as far as Thursday night's game was concerned, Milwaukee took care of business, eighty six to eighty three. Yeah, that's right, eighty six to eighty three in a playoff game in two thousand and twenty one, where one player has Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the same team. 
You heard that right. This is not 1990. You know, there was no podcasting in 1991, but this is a real score from a game that's played in 2021. Not 1991, not 1981, not 1971. Hell, not 1961. 86 to 83 was the final score of this basketball game. And Milwaukee was fortunate that they won by three because they absolutely destroyed, destroyed Brooklyn. In the first quarter, at the end of the first quarter, they had a they had a thirty to eleven lead that that evaporated as by halftime Brooklyn was up four was up forty two to forty two or excuse me the Milwaukee was up forty five to forty two uh, up by three points heading into the half uh, of game three end uh, of game three in Milwaukee and then you go, and then in the second and in the second half they evenly matched in the second in the third quarter. Uh, Milwaukee, uh, Brooklyn outscoring Milwaukee in the third quarter, thir- 23 to 22. And then the fourth quarter comes around, and, and no team can muster up 20 plus points as Milwaukee as Milwaukee outscored Brooklyn by a point, uh, 18 or excuse me, 19 to 18 in the uh, in the fourth quarter. Go back and look at the uh, go back and look at the stat sheet. Kevin Durant had a good night. Had a good night. Not not great. Not great. But had a good, but had a decent night for what it was worth. Thirty points, uh, ten rebounds, five assists, four steals, and a block. Uh, the three, the uh, eleven of twenty-eight from from uh, from the field. You don't like. Uh, did not have a good night shooting the basketball. Got to the free throw line six times, which also helps his point total too. And he turned over the basketball four times, leading turnovers uh, for the for uh, the Brooklyn starting lineup, which you don't, which you, which uh, is uh, which is concer- which is very concerning. And Bruce Brown, who had a decent game for what it was worth, uh, eighteen to seventeen. Uh, 16 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, uh, and had a pretty decent night until it got up to the final possession, where instead of giving it to Kevin Durant, where instead of giving the ball up to I don't know, say Kevin Durant, he decides to take it for himself and tries to be, uh, tries to be, uh, you know, the great American hero, or you know, here I come to save the day, and he comes and he's like, you know, Kevin Durant, screw you, I'll, I've been on fire for this game, eight of 17 for what is worth oh of two from three by the way and decides to be the arrow and take the uh and take the clutch basket at the at the end of the at the end of regulation and lo and behold the shot doesn't fall in milwaukee or excuse me uh brooklyn loses the game by three and milwaukee salvages their first win uh, their first playoff win since Game Four on the road against um, against the uh, the Miami Heat uh, two weeks ago, um, which is a, just a bad job by him. You, Kevin, you got Kevin Durant on the team. Get rid of the ball and give Kevin Durant the basketball. My goodness gracious, Bruce Brown. My come on, pay attention. You got Kevin Durant on your team. Let him take the shot, not you. Now, as far as Milwaukee is concerned, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton had a hell of a hell of a game. Uh, both com- combined, they scored 30, combined they scored for sixty-eight of Milwaukee's eighty-six points. Um, Giannis had thirty-three. Middleton had thirty-five. Um, Middleton shot twelve to twenty-five from the field. Giannis fourteen of uh, thir- fourteen of thirty-one. 
Uh, Giannis had 14 rebounds and two assists, uh, while e. Middleton had a, had a 15 rebounds and one assist. Uh, as essentially, it was Giannis and Middleton that did all the heavy lifting for Milwaukee. P.J. Tucker played 33 minutes, only took four shots, three of those four from three, and ended up with a big fat goose egg in the points column when it was all said and done. Uh, and then, and then their third leading score was uh, was Holiday. Played 46 minutes, 414 from the field, and scored nine points. A ve- I mean, it was a bad. I don't know. You can say bad offensive. Yeah, bad offensive night, or uh, or uh, or good defense. I mean, you. I mean, you look. You had. I mean, if you look at the defensive stats, Milwaukee had three. Only had as a team, they had three steals and uh, eight blocks, while Brooklyn. Had of uh, have eight steals and five blocks, so you can look at it uh, as just a poor shooting night. Giannis wasn't Giannis was all right, fourteen to thirty one. Um, but again, PJ Tucker, L- Brooke Lopez, Holiday, all uh, PJ Tucker had zero points. Lopez and Holiday combined for twelve. Uh, they were the other stars for Milwaukee, and then outside of Durant scoring thirty, Irving scoring twenty two, and Brown with his nice little. Uh, 16 points. Uh, Harris then wasn't a factor. One of 11 from the field was absolutely putrid, and one of seven from three, he scored three points. And Blake Griffin only took five jump shots, two of five, and scored his five points. So you can look at it almost as like a bad offensive night more than it was a, a defensive slugfest, which is why, you know, in 2021, you get an NBA playoff game with with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the floor with a final score of 86 to 83. I mean, if you and if you had the if you had the over the uh, over under point total in that game, if you had the over, you should, middle of the third quarter you should have just ripped up. If you actually went to that, you should just ripped it up and just threw it in the trash because if 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 no team if no team can hit ninety points, what chance do you have? And who would have thought? Before this is the last thing before I move on to the Clippers and the Jazz, who would have thought that with the Brooklyn Nets in this season with Kevin Durant? Kyrie Irving and James Harden all on the same team that they would play a game not where they don't score 110 points not where they don't score 100 points hell not even when they score 90 points but they barely barely crack 80 who 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 said you know what the Nets are going to play a game where where win or lose they're going to score 80 points in the game who's who saw that coming I sure as hell didn't that's for sure uh, but uh, as we as we uh, flip the page from the uh, from the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks series to the L.A. Clippers and the Utah Jazz, Jazz took care of business in Game Two. We'll get to uh, we'll get to there. We will get to uh, their game coming up uh, coming up later this weekend. But uh, the Jazz one seventeen to one eleven in game in Game Two. Utah takes a two zero series lead. Uh, L.A. is now down zero two again after coming back from. a from uh, two points being two games, two two games, two L's in a hole, whatever you want to call it, to Dallas in the opening round. Let's see if they have the stick-to-itiveness and they have the uh, grit and the mental toughness to make another series comeback to try to advance to the Western Conference Finals. Utah, I mean, Utah, it's, just, it's been a one-man wrecking crew for the most part, and Donovan Mitchell, who has just been absolutely off the charts, scoring 37 points. He was 15 of 29 from the field, shot 50% from three, uh, had four assists, 
and three rebounds on the night. Uh, just an absolutely phenomenal performance. And then you had Jordan. And then you had uh, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench with 24 points, uh, a rebound, and two assists as well. He also uh, he also uh, chipped in as well. Bogdan Janovic had 16. Rudy Gobert had 13 points. Uh, and then a 20 rebound performance from him and two steals. That's why he won the Defensive uh, Player of the Year award. Rudy did uh, a few nights back, but. It's just been a one-man wrecking crew. It's Donovan Mitchell versus the LA Clippers, and he has taken he has taken this series by the you know what's and absolutely just in, he's he's enforced his will on the Clippers and enforced his will throughout up and down this this uh, the first two games of this series so far because he has just been I mean you can't stop him I mean he's shooting threes he's hitting his jump shots. I mean, what, what, what can you, what can you do? What can you do? What, 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 what can you do? What can, and then, you, and then you look on the LA Clippers side, you know, Leonard put up 21 points, eight of 17, uh, shooting up from the field, uh, turned over the basketball three times and Paul George, when he two best players combined for more than five turnovers as George and Leonard did, they combined for seven. You, your chance of winning the basketball game is slim to none. Uh, Paul George had 27 points, eight of 18 from the field, 10 rebounds, six assists. Uh, Reggie Jackson put up 29 of 11 of 19 from shooting. He had a good shooting night. And then Marcus Morris and Zubak uh, were not a factor either, combining for uh, 15 points between the two of them. But the story, but the story of this series so far is Don. But the story of this series so far is uh, is the young talent in Donovan Mitchell, who has just been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he 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 he's been absolutely money. It's been money. And in this postseason so far, he's averaging 32, 32 points, five rebound, or excuse me, three rebounds, five assists, 32, 32 points in the six games, averaging uh, 32 minutes, 32 and a half minutes played so far in this postseason with a field goal with a field goal percentage of near 50%, 48.2 if you want to get specific. I mean, he just had a he's just had an absolutely remarkable performance. I mean, you go back game three. Three against Memphis. I mean, he scored thirty plus games in four straight in four straight playoff games. Game four against Memphis, he scored thirty. Game five against Memphis, he scored thirty. Game one, he dropped forty five, and and then game two on Thursday, he dropped thirty seven. You go back and you and you do the math. I mean, that's. I mean, you go back. You, you go back and you do the math. That's uh, that's eighty two points in the in a in the past two games against the Clippers where he shot, you know, where he shot absolutely phenomenal from the field. He shot 51% from the field in game two, 53% from the field in game one. I mean, what, what more, what more can, what more can you say? What more can you say? And what more can you ask for from your young, from your young talent and Donovan Mitchell has just had an absolutely phenomenal postseason for the Utah Jazz and a hell of a series so far against the Los Angeles Clippers. You go to the uh, to the Seventy Sixes and the Atlanta Hawks um, on a third on a Friday night in Game Three. You Philadelphia taking care of business one twenty seven to one eleven. Uh, and and the 76ers just had an absolutely uh, 
they had a good performance themselves. I mean, outside of uh, Danny Green, who put up zero points, did not did not attempt to uh, with uh, with no shots attempted. Every, it was a well-rounded and a good night for Philadelphia. Tobias Harris scored 22. Joel Embiid at 27. Ben Simmons had 18. Shot seven of 11 from the field. Um, uh, Seth Curry 12 points. Uh, Cormass coming off the bench had 14. And then you had Dwight Howard come off the bench with 12 points as well, 4 or 5 from the field, Dwight Howard. And then you look at Atlanta, you know, who has cooled off the last, you know, they're down 2-1 here in this series, two losses, and then that's it for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, you had uh, Bogdan Janovic uh, had 19 points, Trey Young 28 points, 9 of 17 from shooting. Uh, three of six from the so yeah, and uh, and Collins with twenty three points. It was just in this series. It's who has the better team and who has the better roster. And when Joel Embiid is healthy, when Joel Embiid is healthy, and it's so far all signs shows that he is healthy, he is going to be the deciding factor of whether or not the Phoenix, the uh, Philadelphia seventy sixes, excuse me, either move on, move on, move on with their championship aspirations or go home. And so far, Joel Embiid has answered the bell and has performed well when he has. Um, you go back and you look at his performance so far in this series. He has shot. He has shot uh, so far in these back to back games in game one and uh, or excuse me in this series, mind you. He scored. He scored thirty nine in game one, forty in game two, and twenty seven last. Last night, uh, in game in game three, and outside of game four, uh, where he only played when he only played eleven minutes, he showed up so far in the postseason. Had in the last full game he played against Washington in game three, he had thirty he had thirty six points. He's shooting uh, very uh, decent from the he's shooting very well from the field. Uh, fifty seven in game one, fifty two in game two, fifty in game three. Uh, three. You know, you don't want him shooting threes because he's because you know that's not his uh, bailiwick. But you know, he's made it. He's he's enforced as well, grabbing rebounds. He had thirteen in game two, nine in game three. Uh, got three blocks uh, last night, and uh, got three blocks last night. Had three blocks in game one. Uh, two steals in game two and a block last night in game three. Joel Embiid, when he's healthy and when he's on, and he gives it his best, and he puts and he and he has the capability to put it zero to take it zero to sixty. When he does, when he's healthy, when he's on the court, he's one of the more dominant forces in the NBA, and has the capability to take a Philadelphia far if he's healthy and when he's healthy he shows up and he gives it his ve- and he gives it his very best. So far he has his Philadelphia is up two games to one against the Atlanta Hawks. Then you go to the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. Phoenix took care of business. I will get to a game uh, get to game three last night, but game two from the other night they when they absolutely mopped up the Nuggets one twenty three to ninety eight when Denver essentially just quit and that's what they did. They waved the white flag the the crowd was jumping. The crowd was electric. Phoenix has been hitting on all cylinders in this series. Denver said, "I right, to hell with it. Wave the white flag. We'll see you Friday night, uh, and we'll see you Friday night." And in Denver, they did not. I mean, they they were just. I mean, they, it was pathetic. You know, uh, Jokic, the MVP, had 24 points. I mean, you. I mean, if you watch Denver Nuggets basketball, it is obvious as hell that they miss. Uh, that they miss Jamal Murray and need him back for next season in the worst possible way. Because in 2021, you cannot win basketball games with a dominant center.
when you have Chris, when you have Chris Paul who's going to hit, who's lethal with his mid-range jump shot. We'll get to that in a minute. At Devin Booker, who has just been firing on all cylinders since the Lakers series. You cannot expect to when they're beating you, shooting threes and shooting mid-range jump shots. Jokic is really not much of a factor except when it comes to rebounding the basketball, in which he was the game, in which he was game two's leading rebounder for for Denver, where he had thirteen, where he had thirteen rebounds and twenty-four points. But you know. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Austin Rivers, not going to get the job done. They need Murray back next season in the worst way a man uh, in the worst way uh, imaginable. Uh, and then, of course, the story that was, and then the story that was for Phoenix is that they spread the wealth. You, you, when you spread the wealth, not everyone's hogging the basketball. They're all getting ten, ten to everyone on the starting lineup. You know, one through five is getting you know ten to ten to fifteen. To at the you know flirting with twenty, if they all get the same amount of jump shots as they were in game two, Miles Bridges had tw- Michael Bridges, excuse me, had um had tw- had twelve had twelve shots. Aiton had ten shots. Chris Paul had ten shots. Devin Booker had fourteen shots. When you spread the wealth like that. And everybody and everyone is contributing, and you get a contribution from everybody, from the center, the point guard, shooting guard, and etc. Then it's going to be a good night, and more times than not, you're going to win because because the defense doesn't have to doesn't have to essentially key in on one player that has that has the hot hand. They got five players five players out there on the court at one time that that can beat you and can put the ball in the hoop many of various different ways and if you get the ball and if you get the ball in everybody's hands who knows what can do with it you know you'll have you'll have Aiton you'll have Aiton and uh, and Bridges who are going to who are going to try to their best and Crowder is going to try the best to dominate down low Chris Paul you got to worry about his mid-range jumper and then Devin Book you just got to worry about wherever he is you bet your ass you're on him like white on race and make sure that he doesn't uh, that he doesn't kill you so when everybody's shooting the basketball and everyone's doing their little uh their little uh, special part of 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 uh, of putting the ball in the in the hoop and scoring points it's going to be a, it's going to be a good night uh it's going to be a good night for the team that does it and a bad night for the team that can't stop them and you know everywhere you look everywhere was scoring points Crowder had 11 uh, Michael Bridges had 16 Aiton had 15 Chris Paul had 17 Devin Booker had 18 points I mean, what what can you do? And then Chris Paul facilitating everything. You have Aiton grabbing the rebounds. He had 10. Devin Booker had 10. And then you have Chris Paul, the great facilitator. He's going to make sure everybody gets involved in the party. And he's he's he's, he's going to set he's going to set up good jump shots. He's going to set up set up excuse me open looks for his guys, in which he had 15 assists uh, on the night in in uh, in game two uh, at at uh, at Phoenix. But you know, when everybody does their job and everybody contributes, is going to lead is going to lead to good things. Um, and then, of course, and then of course, you look to Game Three uh, last night on Friday night where Phoenix won one sixteen to one hundred two. I mean, again, Phoenix in this Phoenix in the playoffs in general, in general, for the most part, they can they they have proven offensively they can do no wrong. They are going to score the basketball by any and many a means necessary. They'll have Devin Booker kill you. They'll have Chris Paul kill you, who was their two leading scorers on Friday night. Devin Booker put up 28, 11 to 23 from the field. Um, Chris Paul, 9 of 16 from the field. Uh, 27 points, shot 2 of 3 from three-point range. I mean, they're going to they're kill you. 
they're going to kill you. And then you have Aiton grabbing, grabbing the boards. He had a 12th defensive rebounds, 15 rebounds in total and 10 points. Bridge, I mean, when everyone in the box score has double-digit points, that's a recipe for success. Yeah, you're going to have a two players that's probably going to shine better. Chris Paul, the Suns MVP, and Devin Booker, the Suns best player on the team. There's a difference, and both can be true at the same time. Booker is the Suns best player. Paul is their most valuable player. But when they and Crowder and Bridges and Aiton uh, all, contrib- all contribute and put up points and do what they need to do, rebounding, facilitating the ball, get, uh, gathering up assists and everything else, sinking, sinking their free throws when they get to the free throw line, good things are going to happen. And that's why Phoenix is one win away uh, from clinching their ticket to the Western Conference Finals and making this a quick, uh, a short, quick, and easy series uh, with the Den- with the Denver Nuggets. I mean, if Denver would if Denver would have perform- if you would have told me that Denver was essentially not going to show up in these three games, I would have said the hell with it. Where's Denver? So I can see Dame. So I can see Dame Lillard. You knock out my man Dame Lillard for Denver to show up and then come show up. No, excuse me, not show up in the first two games of this series. Then come home and to, come home to Denver and still and still take that ass whooping. I mean, y- y'all could have saved this and give and give and give me my man Dame Dollar. This is ridiculous. I understand that they miss and they desperately need jo- uh, Jamal Murray. And like I previously stated, in 2021, you cannot expect to dominate and to win basketball games and to win playoff games and to win playoff series on a consistent series in and series out basis with a dominant center. That's just not how today's NBA works anymore. I get that. But my goodness gracious, Denver has just been not a factor and has just been overwhelmed and taken to the cleaners, the cleaners by the Phoenix Suns in this series and just getting picked apart to shreds by Chris Paul, who I'm going to spend a few minutes uh, waxing poetic about, uh, waxing poetic about throughout the rest of this uh, opening segment. Uh, it, against Denver, I mean he's, uh, I mean against Denver, he's, or excuse me, in this postseason, he's shooting uh, 46% from the field, 44% from uh, from three, We're averaging nearly nine assists, four rebounds, 13 points in the postseason so far. Uh, but you know he isn't going to light up the box score like he used to. But still, he's going to make his presence felt and and enforce his will into the bas into, into uh, the basketball game. He sinked the he sinked the mitt he sinked the dagger uh, to seal the deal uh, in the fourth quarter against Denver last night. And you know he scored 21 points in game one, 17 points game two, and then 27 points last night in game three. I mean, and I said it before. I said it when he when his when it looked like that the Suns were down for the count against the Lakers in the opening games of that series. I said it, and I'll re, and I'll repeat saying it. Chris Paul being on the court, being on the court and being healthy gives the Phoenix Suns a significant advantage and their chances of winning are through the roof and go up tenfold to when he's on the bench because it's the intent it's the intangible piece it's the experience it's the veteran leadership it's knowing how to create as knowing how to not dominate the game by taking jump shot after jump shot after jump shot and knowing how to cherry pick and pick and choose the spots and when necessary hit that mid-range jumper which is so damn good at uh, to you know, to uh, you know, to either quiet the momentum when the opponent's making a run, or put the or put the or uh, stick the dagger through the opponent's hearts and put the game away like he did last night. Chris Paul has that. 
And for the Phoenix Suns to go far in this series, they're going to they're gonna need Chris Paul to keep on doing what he's doing because he's just been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and it looks like that that shoulder is kind of healed up and he's doing, and he's, you know, kicking and screaming like a banshee as far as his play is concerned. And when that, and when that's good, and when that's on, and when that's happening, that's good news for the Phoenix Suns, who I'm pulling for to make the NBA Finals. By the way, I got I got my team that I'm riding with the rest of the season. It's the Phoenix Suns. Donovan Mitchell, just to give you a couple stats here, made eight field goals outside the paint in the first half. Uh, this is on. This is back on the 10th, so a few nights ago. Uh, made uh, eight field goals outside the paint in the first half. That's a career high of any half, regular season or postseason. That's just to give you a nice little uh, interesting stat. And then, of course, Chris Paul. Uh, and, of course, Chris Paul last night, who put up uh, 30, who had uh, in this series so far, he's had 33 assists and has only turned over the basketball three times. Chris Paul has been not good but great, great in this series so far. Is it going to blow you away on the stat sheet as far as points? But he, believe me, he is doing what he needs to do to put his team in the best position to win. So the NBA playoffs is where we begin. We got, we got one game tonight that is between... We got one game tonight, and that is uh, game, and that is uh, between uh, Utah and that's between Utah and LA. That is game three at the as the series heads to the Staples Center. Uh, we'll see if the LA Clippers can get off the Schneid and can uh, get back and crawl out of the 2-0 series lead that they've once again dug themselves into. Uh, as uh, as we'll see if. If Pandemic P and Kawhi Leonard can can uh, get it together, and uh, and if the Clippers themselves as a team can stop the dynamic and the explosive Donovan Mitchell, that's we begin NBA playoffs here on this Saturday program. This is the Amtilica TIS podcast. Don't go anywhere. Back after this. Welcome back to the Amatelica TIS podcast. Switching gears now to something that I heard, that I saw in the news over the last couple of days that really bothers me, uh, and it's Anthony Rizzo, first baseman of the Chicago Cubs, and Montez Sweat, lineman for the uh, Washington Redskins slash foot slash uh, football team. Uh, it, 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 
and let's start with Rizzo first, and then I'll get the Montez sweat and give you my two minutes on this, or excuse me, my two cents on this. Anthony Rizzo uh, saying that he that he is because you know teams are getting vaccinated, vaccines out, been out for a good little while, uh, and if you haven't gotten yours, you need to go get it. That's like a that's a must that you must that you must take care of. Um, and he says, uh, and he says, because the Cubs had their first full capacity crowd at Wrigley this past Friday for the first time since 2019, and Rizzo made it clear that he does that he uh, that he's uh, that he chose not to get vaccinated. And let me give you my two cents on this. Uh, first of all, as as Rizzo, who is that, who's a high risk. You know, for those people that if you catch COVID, you might be down for the count and your chances of essentially recovering it, recovering uh, and getting over it as if it was your regular cold and flu. Your chances of that go down regardless of how old you are and what you do in your physical shape and everything else because of the fact that Rizzo uh, is, is a cancer survivor with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So a guy who is high risk, that's F's, that's that's high risk cdc fauci they made that abundantly clear you got you if you're a cancer survivor god bless you you get covid your ass is screwed because because your immune system is compromised that because this virus is so lethal and is so deadly and is so freaking powerful and there's so many unknowns about it because the virus is still fairly new among among the human race that you get it good chance your ass gonna die and it's just to cut right to the chase, not pulling any punches, not BSing it, not doing any of that. And for Anthony Rizzo to be as a brutish, stupid, to be so stupid and to just be so ridiculously crazy and delusional with his head up his ass, his head in the sand... Head up in the clouds. Wherever his head is, it obviously isn't here on earth with common sense. Anthony. Anthony. 600,000 plus people have died. Many of whom who got COVID, it was the final coup de gras because their immune system, like yours, is already compromised with, with, with a, with a, with a uh, different disease. Yours... It's Hodgkin's lymphoma. Would you really? And I don't know whether he has a wife or kids. From, but the fact, but the fact that he has people in his lives, whether it be his teammates, whether it be his ex-teammate now manager uh, David Ross, whether it be teammates and friends that is within Major League Baseball that he's played with in the past, whether it be his family, whatever it be, the fact that Anthony Rizzo is being so stupid and is being so careless about this is damning and it is scary. Scary as hell. Saying, well, it was a tough decision, but I chose not to get it. Anthony, you're a damn cancer survivor. Take the damn vaccine. It's not that difficult it's not that complicated, okay? Simple. You get yourself organized. You give it. It's free. 
not and if it wasn't free it wasn't like you it wasn't like it'd be an issue for you anyway because you're worth you're worth and you've made yourself millions it's free you don't have to worry about it get moderna get pfizer hell get johnson and johnson for all i damn care take it get it over with you know depending on what you get you may feel like crap a day or two you know, Rossi can take you out of the lineup or get or get your shot done during the next time you have an off day or two. You get it done, out the way, you get your first shot, you continue to be safe, wear a mask, everything else. And then, come, whether if you get Moderna a month later or if you get Pfizer two weeks later, you go ahead, you get yourself shot up, you, you, you stick the needle, you stick your needle in your arm. You know, you make sure that you got Tylenol and stuff, Tylenol and stuff on standby because your, your body might ache and you might have a little bit of a fever. So that night, go to sleep with either the windows open, the AC kicked up on blast with you and, 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 and sleep naked, don't have any clothes on. So the next morning out waking up, you know, with, you know, on fire with a, with a 102 degree fever as a side effect of the vaccine. Anthony, you're a cancer survivor. Do what's best for you. Do what's best for and you more importantly, because you're the one. Because you, you're the one. If you, if God forbid, you get infected with the damn thing, you're the one who's going to be compromised. Do it for you. Do it for the people that you love and the people that that you care about, and vice versa. They care about you and care about your health and care about your well-being. You're a freaking cancer survivor, man. This shit ain't nothing to play with. Excuse my French. Get the damn vaccine i don't understand it with 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 you people that with the anti-vaccine stuff take the damn vaccine well i don't know just keep on just making excuses shut the hell up get the vaccine it's for your own good trust me you get measles you get the measles shot you get polio you get all these other shots when you're you know fresh out the womb you know breath smell like something like wet behind the ears you get all these shots before your parents can enlist you in daycares and kindergarten every damn place else you get the tetanus shot when you're 13 years of age take this get the hpv shot all these other shots that we've had in humanity and in medicine for years and years and years and years and years now, all of a sudden, a new disease comes around that you're going to have to take a shot for. Now, everybody, you know, now everybody's needle shy. Oh, give me a break. And yet, these are the same idiots that, that inject, whether it's by drugs, food, and drink, they inject Christ knows what into their body that, that's, bad, that's bad form. Now, all of a sudden, COVID comes around, and all of a sudden, they turn into a damn doctor. Well, I'm not about putting that, putting that in my body. Shut the hell up and just take the damn vaccine, will you please? And again, you don't want to take it at your own, at your own peril. Don't take it. But here's the thing I'm going to say. I don't want to hear a damn thing from you people that are anti-vaccine and people that don't want to take it, the Anthony Rizzo's and the Montez Sweats. I don't want to hear not a word, not a peep, not a murmur, not a, not a, not a thing out of you when if you get it, your ass is, is your ass is stuck in the hospital for two weeks. You're on a freaking ventilator with a tube going up and down your ass through your throat. I don't want to hear a damn thing where you can't taste, eat, or smell. Kirk, Her Kirk Herb Street got COVID in December. It's June, and he still can't taste the taste or smell his food yet.
Kirk Herbstreit got this in the summer. He still he hasn't been able to taste or smell his food in months. And I don't want to hear anything. We still got to buy by the social distancing stuff. You still got to wear a mask everywhere you go. That's nothing with Anthony Rizzo. I don't want to hear none. I don't want to hear none of this bull crap. Well, you don't want to take the vaccine, fine. But I tell you one thing: your ass better be in a de- your ass. And just because the team's eighty-five percent vaccinated, no, 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 no. Be socially responsible. Be ethical about this, and you're not getting off the hook. That means everywhere, every single time they put Anthony Rizzo on camera, and he's his ass is in the dugout, or he's not playing baseball for his way. His ass needs to have a mask on. His ass needs to have a mask on, and I don't want to see him dapping up, hugging. No physical contact. Leave yourself your own little separate bubble. Mask on and distancing. You don't you don't get to play at both ends of the coin. You don't you don't you don't you don't get to play both ends of the coin like that. As my phone's ringing off the hook. You don't you don't need you don't play both ends of the coin like that, Anthony. Don't. The no mask and all that sort of stuff. That stuff is there for the people that were responsible and smart about it and got the vaccine. So you, 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 life doesn't work that way. You don't get to sit up here picking cho- your choices and your actions have consequences. The no mask, the stop social distancing stuff, and essentially getting back to living life pre-COVID, that's for the stuff that we're responsible that got vaccinated because they're protected. They catch COVID. They'll they'll be a they'll be either a asymptomatic most likely, and b if they do catch it and they have some sort of symptoms like it, they won't. They their their chances of dying is slim to none. And you out of everybody should get it because you're a damn lymph- lymphoma survivor. You don't get to play to both both sides, both ends of the coin like that. You don't sit up here and say, well, to hell with it. My teammate's vaccinated. That's good enough. No, 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 partner. That's not how this works. You get vaccinated. You can take the mask off. You can jump and be on top of people left and right, rubbing elbows. You get vaccinated, the two the two shots plus the two weeks after the fact, then you can reap in the rewards of being vaccinated. You vaccinated, partner. No parties, no going out to bars, no going out to restaurants, no hitting up the, the clubs, the ship clubs, no birthday parties, no, with the, I want you to see it with the mask on at all times. The mask on and distance. Because please, because if, if Christ forbid you catch COVID, I, you will not have, and, I'm, and I don't care who says this, and I don't care what anybody says or thinks, Anthony Rizzo catches COVID and God forbid has to go through the ringer with it. Not crying a river for him. I'm so, I, I'm sorry. These uh, this isn't you know this isn't January February where the people that first get the shots were the old people and the people that work in hospitals. Okay, yours truly is vaccinated. My brother is vaccinated. My 15 year old sister is vaccinated. My parents are vaccinated. My two adult cousins are vaccinated. My two my two my aunt and my uncle who work in the medical is- industry is vaccinated. Vaccinated. My other aunt and uncle are vaccinated. My uh, my grandparents, grand my my uh, paternal grandfather and my paternal grandmother are vaccinated. These vaccines been out for a minute. It's now June. If Anthony Rizzo catches this and has to go through the ringer, I am not 
crying him a river and 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 throwing bouquets and, and feeling sorry for him. Because when the chance and the opportunity is there, I mean, people would have killed for the goddamn vaccine this time last year. Would have killed for it. Would have given everything. What about those people that died with COVID pre-COVID vaccine, pre the vac- before the vaccine? You'd think that you think that they that that if they had an the opportunity, they they'd stick a needle up their dead family members, their dead friends' uh, left or right arm if it meant saving their life. You bet their ass they would. I'm not doing it. He he, you know, on a road trip to to St. Louis or Milwaukee, something or 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 they played a cut or they played a White Sox. I'm not crying a river for him. Not doing it. Play not doing it. Not doing it. Because when a chance is there for you to prevent something and you defiantly choose not to do it, that is on you. And I'm not crying. I'm not crying a damn river. And I'm not feeling sorry for you. Because at this point, if you choose to catch COVID by your own discretion by not getting vaccinated, that's a you problem. It's not on me, it's on you. And I don't have any sympathy for any, for, for, and that goes for everyone else that's like, that's on Anthony Rizzo path. You catch COVID and you're in the hospital for two and a half weeks and you can't taste the smell or God forbid you die from it. You know what? Damn it, you deserve what you get. Is it harsh? Yes, but that, but that, but that's how it goes in this life. Can't say that the COVID vaccine was too expensive. You can't sit up here and say that it wasn't available to you. It's there for you. You can go to your local pharmacy around the corner, get yourself shot up, shot, get a shot in you, and wait two weeks, get another shot in you, give you a little vaccination card, and away you go. My God Almighty. So if you get it, tough. I'm not, I, I tell you, I'm not, I'm not crying a river for you. And I don't care what anybody says or thinks. That's how I feel. If you defiantly choose not to get vaccinated and you get sick, damn it, that is on you. I don't want sympathy. I don't, none of that. It's on you, not on me. Because I did my part. The other team, his other teammates that got vaccinated, they did their part. If you choose to be stupid, not get vaccinated, then disobey the, the COVID protocols that, they, according to the, to the CDC, you still have to abide by. If you choose not to get vaccinated and you get sick, it's on you, not on me. And I'm not crying a river, and I'm not writing Anthony Rizzo a get well soon card. Get your ass vaccinated. It is that freaking simple. And the same goes for my test sweat. Washington's defensive end, pass rusher, saying I'm not a fan of it uh, at all. I won't get vaccinated until I get more of the facts. The goddamn vaccine's been out for months, Montez. What the hell do you need? Until I get more of the facts. Fauci's been on thousands, thousands of different shows. Doctors, people that, Rivera, who's a freaking cancer survivor, his own self. Who's at risk? You love him, don't you? You appreciate him, don't you? Health is wealth, Montez. Look out for him and get the freaking shot. It's ridiculous. Not a fan of it all. I don't give a damn about what you're a fan of. 
I don't care. Get the shot and protect your fellow brethren until I get more facts. What facts do you need? Would the, t would the two most recent presidents of the United States get the vaccine at their old ages if they didn't think it wasn't safe? Trump got it. Biden got it. Both old men knocking on 80. Biden is, is a fitting in shape, knocking on his 80s. Donald Trump eating, eating his fast food every day with his Diet Coke button. He took it. And he is still, he's still living. Haven't heard anything. And, and Trump got COVID. But, and, 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 and if he didn't get the vaccine, he'd be, he, he'd be, he'd be well vulnerable to get it again. But he got it. Was on some TV show, whatever, a few months back saying, yeah, get the COVID shot. It works. You know, New York Post, Republican, the paper that leans to the right said, get the freaking shot. Don says, get jabbed. Donald Trump gets vaccinated. Joe Biden got vaccinated. Obama vaccinated. If the last three, I mean, what do you think? The government's trying to poison you? I mean, my God almighty. The last three presidents of the United States have gotten have gotten vaccinated. What the hell is your excuse? Your coach, who's a lot older and whose health is a lot more and an immune system is a lot more compromised than you, Montez Sweat. He got vaccinated. Won't get vaccinated until I get all the facts. And then he says this, and then and then he says another thing which is completely asinine and repulsive. I haven't caught COVID yet, so I don't see me treating COVID till you actually get it. That's not how the vaccine works, you imbecile. And if you get it, it ain't a damn guarantee that you're gonna survive it. And if you do survive it, it's like that the next day you can walk over to your local, you know, to your local Harris Tater and get yourself the vaccine. Doesn't work that way. You gotta wait months and months and months and months and months until you finally get vaccinated. Doesn't work that way, Montez. Doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? And who in their right mind, who in their right mind that is an educated, full-grown individual waits waits until they get infected with the disease to then decide to treat it when the treatment is already available to prevent you from getting the disease and going through that bout with the disease when it's already made available to you. Who does that? I, I, I mean, I, I, I swear, I, I must be going through the twilight zone. I must be going crazy. Who in God's name, who gets infected with something in order to treat something that could already be prevented. Who waits? Who waits until they get colon cancer to get treated for colon cancer if they don't have to get and go through the colon cancer if they just get a colonoscopy? Like, you dig? Make, am I making sense? Same thing with prostate cancer. Same thing with breast. Who waits until they until they get that that somber, that devastating news that they have it to then decide to go treat it when they can already prevent it accordingly prior to them getting infected with it. It, 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 it makes no logical. You can't defend it. It makes no logical sense whatsoever. 
ever. It doesn't. It doesn't. And it doesn't work that way. You don't get to catch COVID, be out sick for two weeks, and then on the 15th or the 16th day, get out of your hospital, better get out of your quarantine area in your own little house, march over to your local pharmacy and get you and get shot up. Doesn't work that way. You got you got to wait a certain amount of time until you get the COVID vaccine. Let's let's say Donald let's say Donald Trump, the former president, gets infected with COVID. You know when the vaccine is out, he can't go from Walter Reed. He can't go from Walter Reed to Harris Teeter as the first day he's out of the hospital. No, Donald Trump got infected with COVID in October. I believe he got the shot. And like, I think before he left out of the White House in January, something like that. But that was that was a good three months or so before before he got the covid vaccine. He couldn't he couldn't, you know, the helicopter take him from Walter Reed to the to the Harris Teeter parking lot, get the shot. And they go, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Montez, I don't know if you're aware of it, but that's not how this works. It's not how it works. That's not how it works. I haven't caught COVID yet. Well you, well, you might not have to if you get vaccinated. I don't see me treating COVID until I actually get it. What type of backwards, a brutish, asinine, egregious, ridiculous, nonsensical foolishness is that? I don't see me treating COVID until I get it. Nigga, what? What? I mean... I, 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 I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And again, if Montez Sweat has to miss, you know, has to miss, you know, week, has to miss his week three game. I don't know who Washington plays. I don't have their schedule in front of me. But if they, if he misses his week three game because he gets infected with COVID and has to sit and has to sit his big black ass in the ICU or in a hospital bed on a, God forbid, on a ventilator for two weeks, I'm not going to feel sorry for him. And the same thing goes for Anthony Rizzo. If he gets sick and, and costs the Cubs, and costs the Cubs in a pennant chase, in August, in August, September, late in the season, or can't go to Colorado for the All Star game. He's played well this season. Can't go to Colorado and can't participate in the All Star game because he's out sick on on, on a bedridden with COVID. I'm not going to feel sorry for him because when the opportunity and the and the and the and the chances there at at your fingertips to get vaccinated and to do your part from getting sick and getting infected with the with this disease and preventing it from spreading it to everybody else the people that you love and the people that you care for and the people that you care about they chose not to do it out of their own selfishness their own ignorance and out of their own flagrant amounts of stupidity it's it just that you can't defend it, folks. You can't defend it. And now don't sit up here and hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, none of that. And sit up here and tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm insensitive. I'm not empathetic. Tell it all that. Okay? The vaccine has been out for a good little while. They could have gotten vaccinated prior to the season starting. Or or when or when the season was young before the before the weather got nice they could they could chose to do that Montez Sweat can get this knocked out the way before training camp starts so if they have to miss some time 
Montez with Washington this upcoming fall, and and Rizzo either can't play in the All Star game or or do, or does damage uh, or, or uh, does damage and costs the Cubs in a pennant chase late in the season because he has to miss two and a half weeks out with COVID. You know what? That's on you. It's not on me. It's not on his teammates. It's not on his coaches and slash uh, manager who's vaccinated. It's on them. Sweat plays for a cancer survivor, and Rizzo is a cancer survivor. You would think that they would have enough self-awareness and enough common sense and enough enough social and moral integrity and intelligence to get the vaccine instead of playing around with this foolishness. Because there ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun when you sit up here stuck in a hospital for two weeks and you can't move because 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 you're sick and bedridden with COVID. So if if they get it, I got no and that goes to everybody else that 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 aren't you know professional athletes. You don't get vaccinated, you get sick. I guess oh well. Cause I tell you one thing, I ain't gonna be crying in the river for you, and I'll be damned if I'm gonna send you a get well card. None of that. Not doing it. Get vaccinated. It is that simple. It, it's not like it, you don't have to. And these guys, if they, if it did cost anything, they could afford it. But it doesn't cost you nothing. Go there, get the shot, get vaccinated, people. It is not that complicated. It shouldn't, and it it shouldn't be that much of a debate. Okay, this isn't. Yeah, come on. The 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 the, the last three presidents got vaccinated. Two of them, two of them who are on one side of the aisle, and then the most recent one we had, who's on the other side of the aisle. But he had COVID and didn't waste any time getting vaccinated. Who is who's an, who's an old man and at risk because he's overweight, and Joe Biden's knocking on eighty years of age, and pres, former President Obama is black, and this and this pandemic has done a number on the black community. Get vaccinated. Quit fooling around. Anthony, you're a cancer survivor. Don't be stupid about it. And Montez Sweat plays for a cancer survivor. Don't be selfish. Don't be an idiot. Get vaccinated. Back after this. Welcome back to the Amatelicatias podcast. Last order of business before we say goodbye here on this Saturday program, uh, and that is the fact that the National Football League is looking into playing some of their regular season games uh, in Germany in the future, uh, later in the 2020s decade, which I am vehemently against, and I'm not trying to be long-winded, be quick to the point, and then move on, and then you can move on with the rest of your day. Uh, the NFL needs to stay out of Germany 
and 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 I and stay out of Europe altogether. I don't want. I'm really not for the London games. Me personally, you know these these football players have a schedule and they have a body clock, you know, and 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 they have a certain way they like to go about it. And then you wreck up their schedule and wreck up their uh, their body clock to send them over to a time zone that I think. Let me look. Let me on my handy dandy. Uh, Apple clock. I th- where how many hours ahead? London, which is five hours ahead, uh, which is five hours ahead if you live on the East Coast, six hours ahead if you live in the Central Time Zone, seven if you live up in the mountains, and and eight if you're Mike in the OC and you live out there on the West Coast. Uh, and there are some games where they make the West Coast teams, and they have in the past. The West Coast teams nearly travel literally halfway around the world, where you know you play the East Coast or Jacksonville. You know it's just across the Atlantic. Ocean, you know, if you're the Rams, you got to fly, you got to fly across, you got to fly over literally the entire country, 3,000 miles, and they got to fly over the Atlantic Ocean to go over and play a stupid game in London because God, because Christ forbid the because the NFL and their owners love to make every buck, they chase every nickel and penny they can get their hands on. Uh, whether, and that's from and that's from essentially promoting the NFL as if it's the Super Bowl over in London, England, which which I which I cannot stand. They need to stay out of Germany. And I'd say something else right now: if the NFL does not stop, and if Goodell or any owner that it's, that's powerful that's powerful within their constituency doesn't have the balls and step up to the plate and say, you know what, guys, I understand that we're in the we're in this business of owning an NFL team to make money and lord knows that we've made billions upon billions upon billions of uh, of dollars you know in during our specific tenures in which we've only certain nfl franchises with with the shared revenue and everything else but guys when is enough enough i mean are we going to sacrifice the integrity of our sport and sacrifice essentially the quality of the games because god forbid we have to make an uh, extra an extra hundred million uh, an extra hundred millions of dollars. We'll live if we don't if we don't see an an added uh, millions upon billions added to our bottom line. If we if we don't play these games in London and if we don't like the and if we don't have the extra game. I said I I, I don't like it. And it's unfair, to, and, I, and it's bad for the. And I say one other thing: the NFL, the NFL needs to keep this in mind. The two group of people that you do not, under any circumstances, as a sports league, want to piss off. And Manfred has learned this lesson of plenty. The two people you do not, under any circumstances, want to piss off. If you're a commissioner, or if you're a group, or if you're the owners, that's you don't want to. You don't want to piss off the players. You don't want to piss off the fans, because if you have no fans, if you have no fan base, and you have no players, you have no league. You piss the players off, and you piss the players off. That's it. 101 years in the National Football League, gone right down the toilet. That's it. So you don't want to piss off the players, and you don't want to piss off the fans. The f- you're screwing over the fans with this extra game because because you have to because unless you're unless you're rich like that. Or unless you're rich like that, or you've had season tickets for years, if not decades, you have to take out a freaking mortgage and pay the PSLs and everything else just to go to just to go to the games, which is only eight eight Sundays, or in this case with the extra games, sometimes nine Sundays out of the year. You screw them there because a fortune to go to one football game once a week. T- tickets are through the freaking roof expensive. 
you screw them there. You screw them because you add the extra, you, because you add the extra game, so you take away one preseason game. So your fan, so the fan doesn't have an opportunity to essentially, if they live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, or or Chicago, or or Cleveland, go see their football team play, where they can wear shorts in the stadium, not be bundled up, freezing their ass off in 30 degree weather. You screw them that way. Then with the 18th, then with the added game, the 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 17th game in the 18 week regular season, you know, NFC teams will NFC teams will get eight home games and 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 their team and the NFC teams will play the nine. Now I understand it flips every other year, but still you screw the you screw the fan base every other year because because you know uh, a San Francisco 49er fan is only going to be able to see his teams his team play at Levi Stadium eight times a year compared to the Cincinnati Bengal fan who gets to see the Bengals play nine times a year at Paul Brown Stadium. So you screw the fans over that way. Not to mention if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, a few hundreds or thousands of them out, out there, or if you're a fan that that loves to play these play their home games in London, you get screwed that way because because you pay all this money for the tickets and you can't even see your own freaking team play in the city that they're supposed to play in because god forbid we got to make the jacksonville jaguars into a world traveling circus and we got to play our and got to play their games across the pond in, in in london england in front of a bunch of in front of a bunch of uh american of, in front of a bunch of american imports and people that would that would know uh vince lombardi from uh vince lombardi from mike holmgren and that's all it is they they want to capital they want to capitalize financially off of the for, off of the off of the uh, homegrown American that moved o- that's a football fan that moved over to London for whatever the reason and you know and wants to not essentially have to go through customs and sit on a five out five plus hour flight to go watch an NFL, to go watch an NFL football game that's why they have it so it's, it's all there, that's why they have it because and I, and the NFL. For whatever the reason, and I need to stop. Why can't gridiron football be a North American thing? Canadian Football League up in Canada and be a thing here in the grand old United States of America. Stop trying to make the NFL global. Because you you make a you make enough money with it just being, and this is the only it's big in this corner in this large corner of the world known as the United States. But no one outside of the United States gives a crap about foot about gridiron football. And you know what? That's fine. Let it let it just be our our little piece of Americana that we have that nobody else has. Soccer's global. All states, all ethnicities. Baseball's global. South in South America and Canada. In uh, in um, in 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 Asia, that's a global game. Soccer's global all around the world. Not as big here, but it's global all around the world. Let it just be our little piece of Americana that we that we get to have and we get to cherish that we have that nobody else has. That's fine. It's fine. You make enough money. You're not starving. The league ain't dying. Your Super Bowl's still getting ninety plus to a hundred million plus people watching it every single year. It's fine. How you need to what the hell you need to play your regular season games in Germany for? For 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 what? For what? So you can speak so you can use football references and use football language in German? Who cares? My goodness, great nobody cares about the NFL in Germany. Nobody. I mean, is is that is that big of a deal, guys? Really? 
So not only are you adding the extra game, along with the fact that, you know, Lawrence of all people, well, it's not that he has to get used to 16 game season anyway because he never played the 16, but all the NFL players that have been in the league for a decade plus that have gotten used to the 16 game regular season, whose team loves to flock over to London, you know, one or two times a year to play a London game, you, what are you doing with them? So you add the extra game on top of the fact that, that you love to play in London every single year, and then, of course, we got to go ahead and play a game in Germany for no apparent reason, but, the, but, but for their bottom line. It's incredibly stupid, it's incredibly asinine, and it's incredibly selfish to the players and to the fans who you charge a fortune to go to, go to these games. When all you do is just take them away from them and, and, and put the games and put these games in these, in these you know, in, in the middle of freaking Europe. And again, you don't want to screw over your players. You don't want to screw over your fans because without those two, you don't have a league as popular as the NFL is. You don't have it. And the players got to play an extra game, no added bye week. And oh, yeah, we'll fly y'all out there, to, you know, to Germany. On top of the fact that you got to play an extra game, on top of the fact that you only get one bye week. So you play 17 games, one or two of them may be out of the country. And God forbid if, if, you're, if you play in the AFC or NFC West, because you're going to be on that airplane for hours. You got, it's, you, got, you got an extra game, no extra week off. Yeah, you'll make a little bit of extra money with that extra game, but at what cost and at what benefit of uh, does it compromise uh, your health and the overall integrity of the sport? And we'll play about a fourth of our, a fourth of our games outside of the country for no for, for no good apparent reason other than of making money. And I tell you this, if the NFL doesn't stop, if the NFL doesn't put a stop to this, they will be their own worst enemy and they will kill and destroy themselves if they don't stop with, with their gluttonous and their greedy behavior. No one needs a 17th game. No one necessarily asked for a 17th game. And nobody, but nobody, no player and no fans that, again, pay a fortune to go to these games that have to deal with expensive prices for concessions and parking and traffic and everything. No one wants to sit up here and, 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 watch, and turn on an NFL football game being played in, in, being played in Berlin. No one asked for it, and no one cares to see it. Nobody. Have the players get on these planes, do the long plane, plane rides, have their body clock and their body skills all thrown out of whack and thrown on its, and, and thrown on its side because it's got to do with a different time zone and a time change. Who? No. Nothing was wrong. You don't need... You, please. If you want to go quote-unquote global with the game, here's where you play your games. Canada... And Mexico, keep them and keep them in North America. You play your games in Mexico City, no different than playing your games in Texas. Except the fact that you have to go through customs in a different country. You play your games in Mexico City, you deal with you deal with the high out. You'll deal with you'll deal with the fact that you're in a, that you that you play in the in the in the Texas climate and in the Texas time zone, and you have to deal with the altitude as if you're playing in Denver. Sit. Want to play your games in Mexico? Fine. Want to play your games in Canada and in Vancouver? See if you can spread the game that's there, that's right outside of Seattle. Fine. Want to sit up here and play your games across uh, the Niagara Falls in to in Toronto? Fine. Go ahead. Knock yourselves out. Have no issues with that. 
But when you start to appear leaving the continent to go ahead and play these games, just because we just because we're so freaking desperate, although we really aren't because of how much money that we've made at Infinitum over the last decade plus, we gotta play our games outside the country in Europe? No. Not needed and not necessary. It's it, 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 uh, y'all didn't y'all please. I mean, the NFL owners and the NFL didn't lose that much money because of the pandemic. They were the only sport that played its complete season from beginning to end. No interruptions, no cancellations, no pushbacks, no nothing. They had their Super Bowl. They had a decent amount, not a sellout, but they had half half the half of Raymond James Stadium was filled with fans. You had 90 plus million people watching the game on CBS. You played from you played from you didn't have your season interrupted or pause. You had your Monday night football games. You had your Sunday night football games. You had your Thursday night football games. I understand that not every game had fans in it, but that was to be expected. And the league has made enough money in its past and well well after COVID is over to recover and to rebound from that. They were not they were not hemorrhaging money. Believe me, they were not. They were not hemorrhaging and losing money hand over fist because of COVID. They played a complete season. The only thing they didn't have was the Hall of Fame ceremonies and no preseason games. So they went. So they so they went in raw. Went in raw. raw uh, you know, the second Sunday of September, week one. But that's it. You didn't lose that much money, guys. You got. You got. You got. You got an enormous, enormous new TV contract. With keeping the same relationships with all of the networks, you get a little bit extra money from ESPN with with your Super Bowls and a few Monday night games on ABC, and you're going to get a boatload of money from from Amazon and Amazon Prime slash Amazon Prime when they stick the uh, when they stick the Thursday night football games on Amazon Prime come 2022. You're not, you're not desperate and you didn't lose that much money. Please, please, please. Jersey, people still buying jerseys. People are still watching the games. Your playoff ratings were through the roof, and and for and for about and what for a whole for a whole month, you and college football were the only things on the sports calendar. That was it. No, you had the whole month of you had the whole month of November to yourself. You had all you had no nothing to go up against besides college football. Once the, you know, once the outside of college football and uh, and uh, and the World Series in late October, you had the entire month. You had the entire month of November, and you had two thirds in the month of December, all to yourselves. Zip. NBA started uh, started the week started the week of Christmas. But but that was but that was it. You had you had a you had a month and a half all to yourselves, where you were the only game on in town. Where you were the only game, the only uh, sport that everybody cared about that was on in town. The only the only one. No hot no hockey in in November and December until until uh, until late as we got around the holiday season and no ba- and no uh, basketball. You were it. You didn't lose that much money, and, and you're just coming off of a TV deal where where you're already making billions. And believe me, those billions of dollars that you just got uh, revamping your TV contracts are not because you have the uh, the the extra 17th game. ESPN, CBS, uh, Fox, and NBC were going to give you a boatload of money if they if they still played 16 games. They'd get they'd give you billions if you were to if you only to play 12 regular season games like they did back in the old days. You're not you're not starving, guys. Please. And when and we and when are we going to get to the point where enough is enough? 
where we need to stop playing these games over in Europe and cut this extra and keep on adding and adding and adding and adding and adding games nonsense. And if I was the Players Association, come next collective bargaining agreement, I say, look, enough of this 17 games. Let's go back. Let's go back to 16. Please, we play enough games as it is, and they got a, and with the, and they already jam Thursday night football down the NFL players' throats, throwing off their body's clock schedule that way. Not to mention with the aforementioned games that they've played in London the last, you know, uh, uh, decade plus. Please, we we don't need 17 games, and we don't need games being played in Germany. Please, please. And I say this: they are not going to be satisfied. It's bad enough that they had a that they had the majority of their stars out last season with McCaffrey and Nick Bosa and and Saquon. Next, if they don't stop, next is going to be the quarterbacks. You know where the toll of Mahomes playing twenty plus football games every season, playoffs and Super Bowl included, consecutively on a year and year basis is going to take its toll because God forbid uh, Clark Hunt has to has to get his money from his seventeenth game. But God forbid Mahomes is out for a period of time because of injury or Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or any of these big-name quarterbacks get hurt because of the wear that play on good teams that have to play 20-plus games a season because they're playoff teams. And then oh, and don't let them be a two-seed because they have to play an extra game unlike – they have to play the extra game unlike previous years where the two-seed had to buy. Not gonna be, they're not going to be satisfied until their league gets thrown through a loop because, because a third of the league's stars are sitting on IR because of the fact that the extra games and the time, tra- and, the, uh, and the time changes and the extra travel, it's just going to get too much and, they just, and, they're just, and they're just, their body's going to get to a breaking point where they just can't take it anymore. Then, then, then when they see oh ratings, oh the TV ratings now, oh wow, oh it's not, oh okay. Then they'll learn their lesson and say, you know what, we we you know 16, 16 games was fine. We really didn't, we really didn't need the seventeenth one. Not to mention, not to mention, you don't give the players an extra bye week, and no, and you sh- and all the other sports leagues spent on purpose have their games at an even number, because of that reason. Baseball will play one sixty two. NBA and NHL, I believe they both play 82. College football, they play from 12 to 14. There's a reason for that. That's one done by accident. But anyway, that's just my two cents on that. Don't get NFL. They're going to be their own worst enemy, and they're going to be the and they're going to be the ones and they're going to be the ones responsible if they end up destructing before our very eyes and. And the quality of the game itself isn't as good as, good as it should be because Christ forbid these owners have to chase down every buck, every nickel, and every penny, and they need to stop because greed will be its own will be the league's downfall if they don't stop. I'm serious. And how about the NFL? How about the NFL Players Association put the foot down and say, "Nah, screw you guys. We're not playing an extra 17th game. 16's fine. 16's enough. Trust me. We'll stick with the, stick with the 16." And or if you're gonna make us have the 17th game, we need, we want, and we demand an extra bye week. Cause I don't care, I don't care if you're an A-list player in Patrick Mahomes or a guy trying to make the 53rd spot on the roster. No excuse why the why you give these guys an extra game and then have the chutzpah not to give them an extra bye week, which is just so ridiculously selfish and just unrealistic. I'd be going on for the next 45 minutes, but I'm not going to do so.
But that's your program and that's your show. And that's another episode of the Amatelicatelius podcast in the books. If you like the show and you're new to the program, please subscribe. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. Follow the show on Instagram at Amatella underscore podcast. And show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it T-I-S. It is your boy, Jai Shields. I will talk to you Wednesday. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. If you're into the NHA playoffs, if that is your bailiwick, enjoy those as well. Talk to you Wednesday. See you.